Well, hello, hello. This is Teresa with Sober Nonsense. Say hello, Melissa. Oh, good morning. How are you, my love? Oops, I hit that twice. <laughs> Yay, we get a round of applause. How are you this morning? I'm super excited. Um, it's a, a brand new year. I always, I, I can start a new beginning anytime. I've conditioned myself to do that. But there is something very unique about a blank slate, like the first of the year. It's like, I can be and do anything. What is it that I want? And that's pretty fun. That's It's that fun is- to daydream. It is amazing. Yeah. And that goes well with our topic today, right? Of setting intentions. I know there's a theme of New Year's resolutions, which we won't quite get quite get into the resolutions, but kind of similar theme of like, what do you want this year to look like? So um, yeah, I'm excited to jump in with you. But before we do, a few things. Should I pull a sweary affirmation card? Yeah, let's see what the sweary affirmation gods have to say. All right, all right, here we go. I'm pulling the card. (laughs) That is totally Melissa. So obnoxious. Ah, positive vibes only fuck negativity. A round of applause, please. Yeah, That is our vibe for today. And I, hey, listen, I don't want to say like negativity is bad because I think sometimes like we have to experience, but just for today, just in this moment, we're doing positive vibes and let the rest go. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big advocate for that, for positive thinking all the time. I think that there's, it's so important to kind of sit with your feelings. And if you feel bad, allow that to to be there and feel it and so you so you can properly let it go instead of trying to spread over mayonnaise over your negativity (laughs) well and to just if I can share for a moment too my experience with positivity is um when I was 12 I was diagnosed with childhood cancer um and I uh read this profound book um what was it called um Oh, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. And so it really became my Bible as I underwent chemo and these different types of procedures and the whole process. Wow. Um, it was that you, profound. That you, had the, that you even had the, the ability to identify, to read a book that could be so impactful in your cancer journey. That's amazing. It was huge. You can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. And I still really love this book, but it became my Bible. And it was almost like I put the blinders on as friends were sick or like, you know, in the hospital, I was friends with other kids who had cancer. So as friends right. were dying, friends were going through their own, I kind of put blinders on and just really focused on this positive, positive, positive. Like this is what's going to happen. I won't relapse. I'm going to be fine. You know, And it really got me through. And so to say, like, it was amazing. It helped me survive that experience. But after I was done with treatment and kind of went into high school, um, I really needed some other tools that I didn't develop. And so I do believe that while positive thinking can be really important, if we use it all the time as a blank slate or just kind of blanket everything, it really can become a downfall. And that's the term of, I don't know if you've heard the term of toxic positivity, Actually, I I hadn't really heard it or it hadn't stuck on me um, until you said it a couple of episodes back. And I'm like, that's exactly it. 
but I do write about it in one of the one of my books about that this think positive shit is it's it's hurting people because they're not learning the skills as you just said to really manage situations and and when they really when their house really does catch on fire they really don't know how to survive it and and do so in a helpful way yeah it's huge so while i think there's certainly a place for it and it is really profound it's just one of the tools in the toolbox so we can't use it in every single situation because it leaves us um underprepared and really vulnerable Um, so while i'm really grateful for it it's like there needs to be more yeah I'll give you an example of today that I couldn't find my phone anywhere and I had an important phone call coming in. I could see it on my, my Fitbit and I couldn't find my phone anywhere. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there and I'm wanting to get mad, but I know that if I get mad, I'm going to create all, I'm going to block all of my problem solving abilities. I'm going to not be able to think straight and clear. So I need to remain calm, not positive, but calm. Mm. while I'm looking for my phone, which happened to fall behind a, a cushion while I, where I was removing a light. Um, so, but, but that is such a simple where I could have lost my shit because I was having this important call come through and I can't find my phone anywhere. I've been up and down the stairs seven times looking for it. Do you so, lose things easily? Is that part of your personality? Do I lose things easily? Not really. I know, I like to have things in their place, but if I get over, if I'm juggling too many balls, it's very easy for me to it's put easy. something in an obvious place and overlook it. So things really lose you. It's really not your yeah. fault, right? Yeah, they just, they fault. lose yeah. you. It's yeah. yeah, it's their fault. I like it. it. I like that. <laughs> I guess I can, I can, I am prone to misplacing things because my brain goes too many directions. I love it. Good. So what are we talking about today? So today it's one of the spokes of really living holy sober. And I just want to reiterate here is that holy sober is not about abstinence at all. It's about conditioning your life, framing your life, living your life in a way to where it kind of overwhelms the need to misuse alcohol. So you're, you're moving in a direction of some, how you want to feel, how you want to experience life, how you want to be experienced by people, how you want to, what you want to do with your life, you know, what, who you want to spend your life with. And so that's all about intentions, not being very specific in your goals, but your intentions actually move you towards the specificity of your goals. Does that make sense? It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. And if I can kind of share a practical, um, story about that is just recently with New Year's, I had texted you, I went up to a family cabin with um, our best, you know, we had two close family friends, five boys, you know, ages, <laughs> ages 10 to 13. Um, yeah, so it was a handful. Um, five oh, boys, three dogs. Gross boys. Gross boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a um, mother it, of two boys, so I can say. And it was fun and chaotic. Um, and I texted you like, hey, my intention is just to have a really fucking good time without alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a wonderful time up there. You know, I felt like I was really present. Um, I was able to experience my friends. We took long walks on the beach. I did a polar plunge. And I, I, oh, yeah, jumping in like Michigan on New Year's Day, which is wonderful. Hi, baby kitty joining us. 
Um, and you know what? I ended up drinking uh, New Year's Eve a little bit, but it was like, it was part of the experience. It wasn't like the entire experience. And and I, you know, leaving, yeah, it would have been nice maybe not to drink that night, but listen, two out of three, and I really was able to share that time with my friends and and be present and be authentic. And so I'll take it. Okay, you're almost there. You're so close to living all these over. Yes. To where you don't, where you're like, you know, I had a drink and it was fantastic. And that's I it. know. And I still feel instead like I kind of, of have to explain instead it a little of, bit. I, I, you know, if I wouldn't have had it, then maybe that would have been better. I want that gone, gone. We're All right, I'm working on it. So that. what do I yeah. work on? I just don't even need to explain it, is what you're saying. But well, like, this I'm, is a is podcast that... about kind of drinking and right. well, living no, on no, purpose. No, 100%. I'm not, I'm not saying what you did is wrong. I'm saying is my hope for you is that you get to a point to where if you have a drink, you have a drink. And it's not an issue. It's not yeah. at the top of your mind. It's not something right. that you're counting or paying attention to. That is my hope for you. That yeah. is what, that's the direction. And so the more, and I've already seen tremendous growth over the last, have we been together a year yet? Not quite a year. Not about a year or so. Yeah. Is that it, you, it came with the shame. The shame has lessened. I'd say it's pretty much gone. The only indication that it's still minutely there is that you felt like you needed to qualify it, that you needed to say, yeah. I do. I have to report back. Yeah. 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 Well, and And I think, I think that's just my place of authenticity right now is I'm, it's still there. It's not as if, yeah, yeah, that I'm working and I'm mindful of it. I don't know. But I just want to remind you that how long have you been focusing on whether or not you're drinking? Too long. Yeah. It's exhausting. But but could you give me a, 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 give the listener? Uh, sure I can. Um, 10 years at least, I know. Seven years, eight years, nine years, I think, 10 years. Yeah, I think it's, I'd have to go and look back at the notes, but it's, I know that everybody, when I start working with women, the first thing they say is they say, oh, it's only been a couple of years. But then when we start doing the work, it's like, oh, I've been doing this a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, I think it's maybe eight years. So that's a long time conditioning yourself that whether or not you're successful or whether or not you're having a good day is whether or not you drink. So, right. So we're really, I mean, for you to, in just a year, to really get to where I had a drink, I had a really good time. It's good. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm so happy for you. Anyway, so the intention was, as you, as you demonstrated, was that there was an intention. There was a specific goal there was not to drink. But your intention was to have a really good fucking time. Or so, did. yeah, it was like, I listen, I just want to have a great time with my friends and family and dogs and, um, you know, New Year's Eve and this cabin on the lake. Yeah. See, and so when I first stopped drinking in 2003, I did not have a, a goal. I didn't know how to set a goal. I didn't know how to... I didn't know what I wanted. All I knew is who I wanted to be. So I would, and I would daydream. I mean, my journal is full of when I meet, when I get in another relationship, this is how I want our relationship to be. This is who I want to be. I want to be debt free when I meet somebody. I want to have my child support issues worked out. I I mean, I'd had things like intentions of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to experience life. And that is what kept me from not drinking, mm-hmm. even when I was, you know, filing the three bankruptcies and sitting in the middle of my floor, going through boxes and boxes of receipts that mixed in with coupons and doodles and 
and sells ads and I was sitting there just bawling because I'm overwhelmed, but I have two choices. I can go get a drink and forget about it all for a minute while it still festers, or I can just keep going through because I know who I want to be. I know where I'm going and that's the intention. And the intention really has to come from a place of feeling that this is, I feel like I want to be this. I mean, where you can imagine how free it will be or how you will look somebody in the eye or who you'll be surrounded with and, and what will you be doing when you are this person that you imagine you, this, this version of yourself that you imagine yourself to be. So setting an intention is kind of like the support staff of the goal. It's the support structure of story that goes to the happy ending, whatever that goal is. I love that. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Yeah. So, and an intention usually doesn't have like a timeline attached to it. You know, a goal is very specific, measured. Um, I can't even remember a smart goal, but you have to be able to measure it. It's, it's, it's going to happen at a certain time. It's a very specific result. And an intention is more of this is how I want to feel. This is, this is yeah. why I'm doing this. This, you know, the, the reasons behind the intention beautiful and I one of my all-time favorite meditations and maybe we can put a link to it in the podcast um it's David G he is a meditation teacher uh he looks like Santa Claus like a meditation Santa Claus he's just got a big white hair and a beard um this meditation is called intention and attention and the importance and, and but difference of setting an intention and then being aware of where your attention goes. So if my intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is to be fully present and have a good time at New Year's Eve, and then yet my attention is on how annoying these boys are, mm-hmm. right? And like how I'm getting irritated and uh, they're eating candy and, you know, misbehaving, which by the way, of course, all happened. But if my attention is on focus on that solely, because that was part of it. But then it's shifting my attention to really um, experience the vibrancy of the house together and the fact that we're all sharing space and the loudness and the joy and kind of um, the humor and all of it. So really allowing your attention to serve your intention. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so another way that I can put it for being specific about sober nonsense, since that's what we're talking about, is... If your attention was solely on, I can't drink, I can't drink, I can't drink, I'm not supposed to drink, how miserable would you have been and how less, how less uh, able would you be, how, how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, less able would you be to be able to tolerate the boys and to be able to manage your frustrations around the boys because you would be so tightened up about what you can't do that you can't drink. You're not supposed to drink. You said you weren't going to drink, but that's not where your attention was. Your intention was about having a really good time. Yeah. And by the way, I have spent uh, hours at parties before where my focus, my attention has been on that lack. I can't have this. This is a problem. It's really that like resistance vibration fighting against something. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it doesn't feel good. Um, so it feels like I'm just, uh, in those experiences, it's like, oh my God, I'm just bearing, you know, I'm bearing through it. Right. I'm counting down the hours until we can leave. Um, and it, versus like, uh, you know, listen, my attention is going to be somewhere else today. Right. 
What am and I that's a choice, to do? but it's also yeah. part of my, it's, it comes with practice too. Right. This is a practice of mindfulness. So the more you practice, the easier it becomes. This is a practice. And that is something that, you know, we have to exercise who our new behaviors, our new attitudes, our new focuses, our new mindset. Those are things that you exercise, you pre, you practice, you rehearse. And that's another thing about the intention. And I think I've, I know I've worked with you around this at the, during while we were actually uh, working with coach clients, but also um, rehearsing the movie in your, in your, in your mind, seeing mm-hmm. yourself being that person. And I always suggest, oh, we talked about the last and we talked about the last one of the last episodes about how I envisioned myself wearing a particular outfit when I was losing weight. And um, I would envision that while I'm going to sleep because that's when your subconscious goes to work. So anybody who's listening, there's a here's a little cheat is that get clear about who you want to be without the struggle of alcohol, not making that ah, I've got 700 days sober, but I am now this person because I don't rely on alcohol for a shortcut. Absolutely. Get clear about that woman that you're trying to become, that you wish to become and envision her doing something that brings your nothing but joy as you're going off to sleep and let your subconscious create the magic for you. Do that Mm. every single night. So powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So what are your intent? Can I ask what your intentions are or your intention is? Let's even start. I like to start simple. What's your intention for the day? <laughs> for what? I, this is the third day of January. We're recording it. The third day of the new year. What's your intention this morning? Which is another thing I want another. If you haven't read my blog, read my blog. Follow me on Instagram because I give a lot of this information out. But my intention for the year I haven't really set because mm-hmm. we've had a big unexpected surprise develop. And so I'm not going to share anything about that right now, but it takes a lot of organization. It takes lots of organization and research. But we're not telling anybody what it is yet, right? Can't, yeah. can't tell anybody what it is yet. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my intention is always to accept life as it is and know that everything's going to be okay. And so that's, that's kind of my always intention and, and to just kind of not focus that everything's good and everything's perfect and but everything is okay and I can handle it all. And that's, that's confidence. That's just confidence in my own ability. But what about just for today, Teresa? Give me one for, do you do, I mean, do you do daily intentions or are you kind of just more like you work with one over a period of time? I normally have an overarching one that really drives me unless I'm in a state of stillness. Like I was when I first landed in, in North Carolina, I was in a state of stillness because I wasn't trying to get my bearings, I guess. Um, Right now, my intention, my overarching intention is to, to help. um, What did I come up with? To, to help more women this year than I've ever helped. Mm. So it's really, it's really about, and, and creating a more intimate uh, service for women. And it's, I really want them to feel loved and cared for and the compassion that I have for where they are right now, because I know it so well. And I watched so many women, including my mother, suffer most of their lives. And it doesn't have to be that way. 
Um, so that's my intention for the year for today. If I told you my intention, I, would I was going to say it's just to find your fucking phone, is it? <laughs> I'm teasing right? you. To keep, no, to keep track of my phone. Right. <laughs> today, I, if I was to tell you my true intention, if I was to be very honest, I, I would give away some, a very big part of okay. what's happening. So. Yeah, okay. What about you? Yeah. Any intentions you want to share? Yeah. So, um, uh, often I'll wake up more days than not. I'll wake up and kind of sit, uh, and, and do a morning meditation and set an intention for the day. And often they're pretty recently, it's been pretty similar. So I t- today mine is to, um, just find joy in the present moment. Mm. So a big message I've received or a big thing I'm working on is, slowing down my thoughts. So a lot of my thoughts now are in the future, but bang, 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 bang. This is what I want six months from now, 12 months from now, this is where I want to be, which is okay to have that vision. But sometimes I find that my mind can kind of obsess about things in the future. So my practice is really slowing down and enjoying things like my two dogs that are, you know, at my feet snoring right now. Um, you know, enjoying just uh, picking up after the holidays being present with clients today. I'm off to teach a yoga class this morning. So really just trying to not just get through those things, but um, be present with them. So my intention right. is to enjoy the present moment. Um, and for me, so good. If, mm-hmm. if, I can, if I can be aware of where my attention is, then I can be more um, clear with my intention. Because my mind often likes to jump to the past, the future, all over the place. So right. Oh, practicing that mindfulness. And something I do want to share is, and I was thinking about that this morning, was that you talked about intention. And, and I was setting intention before I went to bed last night. And I was envisioning myself in this new situation and um, what we were doing. Um, so so I, I do it. I do it automatically because it's just the way that yeah. it's been successful for me. So. So I, I do have an intention. I can't, I can't tell it, but that's so know. exciting though. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about intention? What else? You know, typically most, what I found a lot of people who use short, use the alcohol for a shortcut to, to not feel and not think and not face is that when you ask them what they want, they really don't know. It's, or it's really focused on alcohol. I just don't want to drink. It's really, which, yeah. I just, I, I want to quit drinking. Or the second to that is I can't lose the weight that I want to lose because I'm drinking. And so yeah. I want to quit drinking so I can lose weight. And it's, that, that's so short-sighted. And it's. But I do um, think it's sometimes we have to start somewhere. So sometimes it's like, maybe we don't, I don't know. And you, uh, let me know if you disagree with this, but sometimes it's like, we need to get some, maybe this is, you know, we need to get some distance from the alcohol to even see what we want. I don't know. Do you think that's like, what are your thoughts about that? Do you remember how we started off? Do you remember the process? It's been a while, but we work work from the outside and then we go in. So, because you're right, you're right. We have to start somewhere. And so we normally, the women, women who come and find me to work with me, they want to stop drinking. Alcohol is the problem. Mm -hmm. So we get that out of the way. The first, the first 
session, right? That alcohol is not the Never, problem. We explore yeah. it. We explore, right. we go deep about what alcohol is, how you're using it, what role it's playing in your life. But we, there's like 150 questions that you have to answer. That goes aside. We never talk about it again, rarely. Rarely do we ever talk about alcohol, remember? Then we go to the second level and then we go to the right. part of who you are. So you're right. We do have to start there. That That's the symptom though. That's not absolutely and absolutely so we get to the cause or sometimes we don't even find the the cause the real cause of it but we start moving you forward mm. that the the fourth the fourth session was all about how do we take all the information we we do have now and then we move you forward with that love it do, you, and do I ever oh random thought did I ever share with you how I found you too as a coach I recall something about middle of the night searching and you remember so it's interesting because you know I had kind of dabbled with all these resources in the sober community and kind of like you know I had had worked with a couple coaches which were all very positive experiences but the middle of the night I think I woke up and googled high vibe sober coach and then your (laughs) pink cloud coaching came up and I was like who is this woman um because that's exactly what I was looking for was somebody who um, found joy in the process and it wasn't necessarily again this like not drinking it was like so much more I was looking for someone to to share and help create that um, kind of fun loving energy the playful energy around yeah. the whole process so I just I don't know why I thought I needed to interject that now but just you know that I really that's why I really enjoyed working with you as a client um, to kind of go through this experience um, use all those tools that you would offered and, and look at it from such a different perspective. Right. And, and, and it's the, I'd say that the biggest challenge that most women have is a, they don't know what they really want because they've been living in this fight or flight kind of survival mode, trying to focusing all on alcohol's problem, alcohol's problem, alcohol's problem. So when we can diffuse that and say, okay, alcohol's really not the problem. It's, something you're using it's a tool you're using and quit making it such an enemy and such a bad thing because it's only doing its job right right it's not the one it's not shoving itself down your throat you're doing the work you're doing the heavy lifting um and and just to reframe too i think it was such a relief um and just so um poignant too to reframe that you know whether i drink or not like it's a choice and yeah. to not play that victim role. I am a victim. You're powerless. You have like, the power. No, it's okay. It's a choice. And if I choose that, I need to own up to it. And it's okay. It's, it's oh, not. It's so okay. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest. It's, it's stop beating the shit out of yourself. When you're working from a place of pain and shame, you're not making any progress. You're stuck in, in a pit. So let's, let's uh, inject some love in you and pump you up, make you strong so you can make those choices, those conscious choices and be on purpose with intention. Yeah. What kind of tools do you have for intention setting? Like, what do you do? I know you journal a lot. I do. I write almost every day. And actually, here's a tip for journaling and setting your intention every day is whether you write in it or not, you open that journal, you put the date on it and you start it with today I feel, today I want, Today, my intention is, and then if you don't write another word, be proud of yourself. You did the hard stuff. You opened that journal, but do that. Make that commitment to yourself every single day. 
and I'll tell you that once you start, once the pen starts moving, then you follow through, typically. See, I, um, I don't have an attention goal. I, I want to start journaling more this year. It's something I'll get into the habit to for a couple months, and then I'll fall out, so... Um, well, you know, I sent you the new the... package, so now Yay! you have to Such do it. Such a beautiful, you yes, I'm excited because no, it is so therapeutic. And you know, what's amazing is to go back and reread it and just, it's almost like I have an admiration for myself of how I put words to something or often I'll write poems, you know, in, in my journal. Um, so, but I know that can be so helpful is just to kind of get in the tangible world, in the physical realm, you know, what is in my heart and my mind. Well, I also, I sent you some colored pens so you can doodle. And I'll tell you what, when I look, when I look at my journals and you can see the covers are all different and they show like when my mom died and I got hit in the chest by a woodpecker. Did I ever tell you that story? (laughs) No, I need to hear it right now. You got hit in the chest by a woodpecker? We don't have time to go into it right now. We got to start wrapping up. But I drew a woodpecker on the cover of my journal I, I wrote in clear words, my mother died, um, but but they're all different. They all have an artistic expression on them that kind of, in that doodling, in that process of doodling, it also opens doors and insight that you normally can't tap into if you just ask a direct question. Right. I love so, it. But wait, so I need to hear your... that story really quick before we, before we end. Woodpecker? My, it was, it was probably a week or two. I can't remember how long. After my mom had died, and if you don't know, I adored my mother. My mother was like my child. I loved her so much. Mm. And I was walking Maggie, and we were walking down the street, and I had my headphones in, and I don't, I was listening to probably some angelic type music, some Celtic music or something that to help calm me. And out of the blue, out of a tree comes a woodpecker and flies and hits right in my chest. I grabbed, no. I brought my, I screamed, and I'm not a screamer. If you, if what? you jump, if you come up on me, I'm not going to scream. I screamed. I felt the feathers, and I looked down and saw this woodpecker fly back off. So I can't. I went home and I did some research on, it and there's, there, it's all about the spiritual world, and and there's a lot of Native Americans. It yeah, was almost and, like it, I think it was giving you a hug. Yeah, I was heartbroken walking. Oh. I felt so. It's weird when you lose your mother, and anybody who's listening to this knows exactly what I'm saying. When you lose, I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> when I got you, you lose girl. Your mother. The world changes. There's just there's not words to say to express fully how different the world becomes when your mother is gone. And I felt that so intense that morning. And it's just weird. A woodpecker of all things. And a woodpecker is also, I believe a woodpecker is my um, Native American spirit. spirit It is because you're a cancer. That's right. A woodpecker is your spirit guide. Holy mother. Wow. What? I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now. That is just an amazing, profound story. And thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah. And I still, my mother, oh, she's amazing. She's still with me. I feel her. I know her. She's there. She comes to my dreams. But, um, and she's hitting you through the energy of a woodpecker in your heart space. (laughs) 
Thanks, Mom. <laughs> well, she was oh. kind of clumsy with her love, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What an amazing story. And I, thank you for sharing. I knew we had to get to the bottom of that woodpecker story. I knew there was more to it. Yeah. And that's exactly the nonsense that I love about uh, love about you oh, and our time you. together. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listener, for your love. I know you're giving it. So we got to wrap it up. I don't want to keep, I want to keep. All right. We don't want to bore you any longer. We know you're bored already, but thanks for listening. Um, Hey, I'll tell you what, let me me tell you this though, because I didn't get it as clear as I wanted to be about how to set intentions. We kind of went (laughs) off on tangents. So if you go to sobernonsense.com, the blog, I will put together a blog post to help you create your intention starting now. Amazing. All right. Much love, everybody. Bye. Bye.